I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. I appreciate you joining me today. There is an interesting new act opening in the political theater season this year uh, as we head into a new election that I've, I'm finding fairly interesting. You know, I'm going to spend a little time talking about today. It's not going to not going to change anything, but I have to admit I'm kind of on the edge of my seat with this one. I've been watching uh, Succession. It's a HBO production. It apparently has gotten quite popular. It's a uh, Kind of a Wall Street thing, a super rich family, a uh, a titan of media, particularly conservative media. It seems like it's playing out, <laughs> as we've seen in media recently, the the uh, overturning of tables in media. It's playing out in front of us, but I've been watching Succession. It's far more interesting to me than politics, but they're they're very similar. All just scripted dramas to entertain the masses <laughs> while... Uh, real-world stuff is going on. So anyway, we're going to talk a little bit today about the political theater, and and this may be a pretty popular segment of mine. Uh, I think they're coming after Joe Biden. And I'm going to show you there have been some very interesting pieces run on news outlets where you wouldn't expect them. And this is hot on the heels of Joe Biden, for some reason, saying he's going to run for president again. Uh I don't know. I would take a beat there, Joe. I don't think people are down with that, including your own tribe in the mainstream media. So we'll listen to some of these clips that I found quite interesting. Quotes of the day today. Kurt Russell. Here's a quote from Kurt Russell, the actor. Speaking of scripted dramas, Kurt Russell said, I'm a libertarian. I think a lot of people are libertarians and are afraid to admit it or don't know. (laughs) It's... uh, I believe this is the case, too. It's so funny. to I get into conversations with conservatives. They agree with basically every single one of the libertarian principles, but then they just can't seem to make that leap. They're clinging to that, that Republican identity. Uh, anyway, uh, John F. Kennedy, another quote. I've been watching uh, Oliver Stone's uh, JFK again. Really, it, it is still stunning to me that elements within our own government are widely known to have murdered a sitting president. Nobody got in trouble. No one went to jail. Uh, Alan Dulles was the CIA director that Kennedy fired. He was put on the Warren Commission to investigate the death. (laughs) They were known to have hated each other, and as I say, Kennedy fired him. Uh, Did Alan Dulles ever get into any trouble? No, he's roasting in hell right now. I guess that's the trouble that came his way, but one of the Washington, D.C. airports is still named for that guy, isn't it? 
It's quite interesting. You can commit one of the greatest crimes in the history of the United States, and we put your name on a building. You walk across the street with a joint in your pocket, jaywalking, get rousted by the police. You could do 90 days in jail for a plant in your pocket, but you can assassinate a president and have your name put on a building. Quite interesting. Quite a country we've built here, isn't it? Uh, this is a John F. Kennedy quote. He said, too often we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. Too often we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. This show is about thinking. And this is a funny one. I think this wraps up, uh, kind of summarizes American foreign policy, if I had to say it. This is a, uh, a tweet some young girl sent out. It says, tell me why, as I was swiping on Tinder, I saw my boyfriend. Can men be loyal? Three heartbreak emojis. Now, if you stop and think about that for a nanosecond here, tell me why, as I was swiping on Tinder, I saw my boyfriend. Can men be loyal? <laughs> and she was forced to, in her reply to her own tweet, and say, stop asking me what I was doing on Tinder, too. That's not the point. <laughs> See, the American motto is, it's always the other guy's fault. Even when we're doing the exact same thing, don't point that out. That's not the point. It's always the other guy's fault. I am a couple of days late to the terrible news that one of our most influential and respectable news personalities in history has been taken off the air. This is someone who dared to tell us the truth, dared to serve the American people as opposed to the oligarchs who control the narratives here. It is a sad day for America. And, of course, it further exposes the American media for what it is as they sideline one of the greatest talents uh, that's ever been on the American airwaves. But don't worry, this patriot will rise again stronger than before. We have not heard the last of Don Lemon. <laughs> Poor Don Lemon. Poor Don Lemon got canned the same day Tucker Carlson did. <laughs> so nobody's paying attention to poor Don Lemon. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I looked it up. Tucker Carlson's show actually started two months All right, I guess we are back. <laughs> At least, yeah, that that was a uh, that was a worthy use of all of our time, wasn't it? Just some tones. Uh, maybe we're not supposed to be talking about Tucker. I've talked about a lot more controversial things when a storm alert went off than uh, than that one. So uh, I don't know why they would would censor this. But I looked it up. Tucker Carlson's show started in November of 2016. I started in January of 2017. So about. About two months before I started. So theoretically, if I can hang in here for just a little bit longer, I'll have a longer run than Tucker Carlson. It feels like he's been on for forever. Of course, he was on networks before his Fox show, but Fox is really where he he busted out. I sure would love to have the writers uh, that Tucker Carlson had. He had some some very, very good writers. I think he was certainly one of those himself. But it's an interesting development. Tucker will end up somewhere. And Fox put another coffin in, uh, another nail in their own coffin. I love the memes that are going around. Hot on the heels of Bud Light's catastrophic marketing mistake. Uh, someone posted that Bud Light destroyed their brand in one day. Fox News says, hold my beer. Watch what we can do. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I'm going to talk a little bit later uh, in 
people are circulating this last speech that Tucker Carlson made, and he, and he made a really good point, but I'm going to make a distinction, and I'm going to add a little something to it uh, from his last speech. I've got a clip of that, but I'm, I see a couple of bright spots about this. This is going to hurt Fox News. Now, I, I don't know it's good form. But, you know, this show, because it comes at just about everything from a different perspective than what you'll typically hear on conservative radio, I feel like I need to I need to try to encourage people to understand there's some level of credibility to this show. Uh, I've been ahead of the curve on a lot of different things. And ahead of the curve when it comes to conservative talk radio. Uh, I was also personally ahead of the curve on hating Fox News. Uh, I left Fox News in about 2004. But when I realized that they were brainwashing me into being a bloodthirsty, warmongering neocon. And so I separated, I realized what was happening to me as the facts didn't line up with the Fox News narrative and their constant Fox News alert, their rah-rah, let's go kill some folks propaganda on Fox News. They are probably, now the liberal media is fully on board and celebrates the death of every single Ukrainian and Russian right now. The left has gone full-on, frothing at the mouth, bloodthirsty neocon warmongers. But for the longest time, Fox News really led the pack in that. And I realized this in about 2004, where the Iraq invasion didn't really make sense. The dragging out of things in Afghanistan didn't really make sense. I started to see the money flowing, the money made on these wars, and that was my awakening. So on the good side of Tucker Carlson being unceremoniously booted from Fox News, maybe people will continue to break their spell on Fox News. Many people have woken up to this organization over the past few years, largely around uh, Trump. But Fox News has been gaslighting you for decades, probably since they came on the air. Fox News has been just as bad as the rest of them. It's just that people thought they had this refuge where they weren't going to be besieged by liberal talking points. No, you were being given right-wing propaganda. I don't think it's conservative. I call it right-wing because they have all these these right-wing hosts. It's not conservative stuff, but it is purely propaganda. So that's one good thing. Uh, Fox uh, is certainly going to be taken down a peg. This should hurt them, but my favorite part is this could kill off the Sean Hannity show. <laughs> now, I, I dare to dream Sean Hannity is wildly successful, but without Tucker Carlson's lead-in, how many people are going to stick around for Sean Hannity? I would imagine he's going to lose a ton of viewers, and I would say to that, good. My understanding is, and I haven't watched Fox News for more than 30 seconds uh, at a time for probably the last six years. I can't stand. Did Fox News buy this station while I've been away? <laughs> I need, to, I need to check in with ownership and know if maybe uh, spending my time really beating Fox News over the head is causing them to try to preempt uh, some of my commentary. I, I remain uh, undeterred. Uh, the right is led by many Judas goats, and Fox News is one of them. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And, and the other thing I've suspected about Fox News, I've brought this up before, and so get your... Get Nana and Pop Pop away from Fox News, the graphics on Fox News. 
Now, most people have turned their back on them now. Good. But I encourage you, just turn it on at some point today and just check out the graphics on Fox News. I'm telling you, it's psychological warfare. There's about 18 different things moving around the screen and flashing and twisting, rotating. This is not a mistake, much like the casinos. The, The patterns in the carpet of a casino are designed to take you certain places. No clocks in a casino. It's all brilliantly designed to try to keep you gambling for as long as they can keep you gambling. No windows. You don't know if it's day or night. Fox News uses these things, and I can't find good research on this. Maybe it's just a suspicion, but I'm telling you, Nana and Pop Pop, because I I use those terms because it's Fox News viewer. I think the average age is something like 75 now. They skewed younger during Tucker. Now that's over. It's just for the boomers. You've got to get them away from that because Fox News is hypnotizing them, as the old David Letterman used to say. So anyway, uh, I also wanted to mention this real quick, and I'm going to get more into it tomorrow, but Fox News did this before when they canceled Judge Napolitano. Uh, Judge Napolitano has a show called, or had a show called Freedom Watch. He does a great YouTube show now. If you want to know what's actually going on in Ukraine, check out Judging Freedom on YouTube. But they canceled Judge Napolitano, and tomorrow I'll play you the speech that got Judge Napolitano uh, canceled. So this is just another one of these cases of, it's not new. What just happened to Tucker Carlson, the silencing of a voice that goes counter to the narrative that most media pushes, the mainstream media, the corporate media, it's not new. They canned uh, Judge Napolitano exactly the same way several years ago for exactly the same thing. Breaking apart the mainstream narrative is just absolutely unacceptable to them. Be right back. I was born a shotgun in my hands Behind the gun I'll make my final stand Yeah, and that's why they call me I am still struggling with my format for the just two hours a week uh, that I do now as opposed to the 10 that I had before where I was able to pretty much try to kind of counter counter uh, all narratives that you hear in most media uh, on every single news story. Now I'm trying to decide, do I, you know, do I go back and look at stories? Do I focus in on what's happening today? Do I, I'll do some conceptual shows probably that don't have anything to do necessarily with the news, but just different ways to look at things. I think that's important. You know, the same thinking that got us here cannot be the same thinking that gets us out. So there were a couple of stories over the past week uh, that I did want to just at least comment on real quick uh, because I've got slightly different takes on them. Uh, one is the Biden plan for credit scores and home buyers. People with good credit scores are going to be penalized. They're going to have their interest rates uh, jacked up so that people with bad credit scores can get an interest rate credit. This is, of course, an abomination, an absolutely ridiculous idea. I don't even know where it stands, but it's just so laughable on its face that it's probably going to happen. And, of course, it's ridiculous, but when you crush the middle class for a living, it pays to pander to the lower class where everyone is either now or is headed. Uh, This is what happened during covid 
They crushed the middle class, shut down everybody's businesses, and then pandered by sending out a few checks to people. Did wealth redistribution. And I don't care if the people were conservative or, or liberal. They all cheered the checks. Everybody cashed the checks. Mike Madison never cashed a check. But my take is never forget that this is what income taxes are. This, this penalty on good credit uh, people and this credit, this, this credit for people with bad credit, that's exactly what the income tax is. The income tax is, and never forget this, it is a penalty, a fine for success and productivity. And the more successful, the more productive you are, the bigger the fine. So let's just keep this all in context. While this is a harebrained idea, this mortgage thing, uh, this is our system. Our system is there to discourage, to strip people who are doing well of the fruits of that labor and to reward the people not doing so well, not trying, by distributing the income to them. So the credit, the credit score plan is absolutely terrible. But that is what this country does. It penalizes success. Uh, there was also a story here uh, that ran on Zero Hedge. Millennials are slowest generation to hit 50% home ownership. Rest of generation fears forever renters. And I bring this up. We know, we know what's happened to ho- uh, home affordability. I, I don't. This, this housing market is, has got to crack and crack hard at some point. You can't have home values still at record highs or near record highs. They're like 3% off when interest rates have doubled. But, you know, I I just bring these things up, and I've I've done these kinds of stories over the years. For all of the young people who are crying for socialism, of course, they don't understand. They don't have the, the knowledge. They've been indoctrinated to believe that it could work. But we need to stop blaming them for wanting it. What the older generations have done, the mess that we have created for younger generations, we have stripped them or made the American dream so much harder for them uh, than it was for us that we can at least not blame them. I'm, I'm not supporting their ideas of socialism. I encourage them to try it on a voluntary basis. I think that's the quickest way they'll learn it doesn't work. Actually, I actually have a funny story about that I don't want to get into, but uh, I'll save for another day. But when you look at young people calling for social, we judge them like they're just stupid, radical freaks. Of course, we raised them. We seem to forget that. Uh, but at the same time, they're looking out at this landscape and going, Hold, what am I supposed to do now? I got $100,000 in student loan because generations before me allowed all these programs that jacked up college tuition. They're getting stripped from taxes like everybody else. The home on, home prices, because we've allowed all this money printing, are through the roof. I just mentioned this because maybe we shouldn't be quite so judgy. We can disagree. We can explain to them how socialism doesn't work. But we should not blame them at all for uh, for feeling this way, for thinking that somebody needs to come help them because we didn't do a good job for them. And the mess we're leaving for them is an intergenerational crime. All right, when I get back, I'm going to talk a little bit about this Tucker Carlson. I'm going to play a clip from him. Uh, very interesting. I wanted to flesh it out just a little bit because because I think Tucker really nails something here. But I think it could be, I think it could be too far expanded in most people's minds. I'll, I'll explain this when I come back. Okay. A little bit of loneliness, a little bit of disregard, handful of complaints, but I can't help the fact that everyone can see these scars. What I 
I want you to want what I want you to feel But it's like no matter what I do I can't convince you to just believe this is real So let go I'm watching you Turn your back like you always do Face away and pretend that I'm not But I'll be here cause you're all that I got All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WIEB. I got to boogie through some of this stuff. Uh, as I said, I don't know if it's good form or not, but I'm trying to explain to you that things you, that people here on this show that they disagree with today uh, are going to be things that you understand and can appreciate later. I would just, I'd like to be appreciated in my time. There's nothing worse than like being an artist who paints, lives a life in total obscurity, and then of course they die and their artwork goes for millions. What a tortured soul. That leaves behind. So uh, it's interesting to me to now watch conservatives sharing a bunch of Jimmy Dore clips. Uh, Jimmy Dore is a comedian, a guy on the uh, the progressive side of the left. He wants Medicare for all. But he's an honest guy. I've been talking about him for five years, explaining to you that not everybody on the left is your enemy. Uh, Jimmy Dore is is more of an ally to the even most conservative person out there because he understands how corrupt this system is, and he will tell you the truth about it. Jimmy Dore is more of an ally to you than Sean Hannity is. And I've been saying this for about five years and almost apologizing for really appreciating this this progressive guy, Jimmy Dore, and it's just funny now, five years later, uh, because Jimmy Dore was invited much to Tucker Carlson's credit, was invited on the Tucker Carlson show several times. They both understood the scam of these wars, and Jimmy Dore would come on and talk about it, and Tucker would give him this platform. I'm just saying. (laughs) The things I say to you today that you may find objectionable. uh, In five years, you'll you'll be on the bandwagon, but I can't do it. Tucker did. Um, I wanted to play a little bit out of Tucker Carlson's speech. A lot of speculation on why he's been fired. People say maybe it was this speech. There's no telling. There is no telling the mechanics. If you watch Succession, (laughs) which a lot of Wall Streeters are involved in it. A lot of people in the know are involved in making that thing. So it's, it's definitely, it's fiction. It's drama. It's very well done. But these are people who know scumbags like uh, the family that are on Succession. They, they know these things. So there's no telling what's been going on with the Murdochs behind the scenes and who they're getting money to and who they're, you know, you know the Murdochs. I'm just telling you. I told you. It was 2004 when I realized Fox News was the devil. Uh, they're just doing devilish things. This was Tucker Carlson's, this was Tucker Carlson's uh, speech, and he, he made a very, very interesting and good point here. It, it might be time to start to reassess the terms we use to, to describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption, that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually agreed upon outcomes. Right? So, like, we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less oppressed or whatever. And so we're going to argue about tax rates. And I think higher tax gets, gets us there. I'm a Keynesian, and you disagree, you're an Austrian or whatever. But the objective is the same. And so we write our papers, and they write their papers, and may the best papers win. I I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me, because I don't have any. I grew up in the shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. (laughs) It's not even a Christian religion at this point. 
I say with shame. But I grew up Episcopalian, too, so that kind of cracks me up. I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. Yeah, and and he goes on. It's, it's it's a long clip, but but his point is is that we're we're not in a in a time right now of debate. We're we're not arguing ideas with some people. And the reason that I bring this up is because I have debates with people on the left constantly. There's several people in my life that I love and respect and like who are Democrats, but they're not these radical people. There are a lot of irrational, now clear, clearly clinically insane people uh, on the left, but it's not all of them. It's not even close to, to all of them. And what's interesting to me is that viral social media posts, mostly shared by people on the right, make it look like all Democrats are blue-haired, shrieking groomers. Social media just being the cancer that it is, and it spreads these perceptions. And, and this struck me because Tucker Carlson's exactly right. There are certain people out there, you, you're not having a debate with them. They, they don't want to hear facts. We saw this during COVID, and that was somewhat nonpartisan. I know the medical establishment, they weren't interested in a debate. They weren't interested in getting to the truth. They had their marching orders, and they were just out to, to carry them out. And, and we see this with the more insane people. The reason I even bring it up is because I believe, I believe we're at a time in American history where we need more sane people coming together. The Jimmy Doors on the progressive left and the Tucker Carlsons on the conservative right. They came together on the big issues. There's a whole bunch that they would disagree with. I disagree with Jimmy Dore on several things. But not everybody on the left is insane. And it, and it struck me because it, I saw this clip of Tucker Carlson, and he's right. Uh, hot on the heels of me with, I think, probably two or three of my friends on the left where we had long discussions, sometimes hours long, about a whole host of issues. And we weren't angry at each other, and I made some points, and they told me what they thought. And I think I, think I made some, some salient arguments to them, and... But, but they never, they're not carrying water for the transgender stuff. They think that's ridiculous. They're not carrying water for the climate stuff. They think that's ridiculous. They just hate the Republicans. And maybe that's why it's easy for me to talk to a leftist. I can't stand the Republicans either. I'm not trying to pull them across the aisle to a, leave your corrupt party and join my corrupt party. You'll never hear me say we here talking about the Republicans like most conservative talk radio. I'm not a party guy. I'm an idea guy. I'm a freedom guy. But 
there are definitely people. So there's a distinction. There's a subtlety. There's some gray in this black and white. There are some people you're never going to reach. Leave them alone. They're not interested in hearing what you have to say. Trust me. (laughs) I know of which I speak. A lot of people are not interested in what I have to say when I say the drug war has failed and we need to end it. There's a lot of conservatives that that's just a line too far. They don't care. I can explain to them exactly why it's a huge disaster and the cost of societally and economically and the way it strips us of our freedom. But they don't want to hear it because it's already in their brain. They are, they're committed to this because their sheriff told them to be. So I know what it's like to try to talk to somebody who is, has no, no ability to change their mind uh, much less the desire to do it. But that's not everybody. And I am not a kumbaya guy that we're all going to get along, but on the big issues, the corruption in our government, the wars, the spending, the, the crushing of the middle class, you will find most of the people that you know who vote for Democrat, that you're just not going to convince them to come over and vote for Trump. And just accept that. That shouldn't be the goal, but the goal should be to identify the same people that you know where you share most of the kind of core beliefs on stuff. Most of the people that I know on the left, and maybe it's just because I don't surround myself by real weirdos, (laughs) they're all very sane people. And so don't spend your time arguing on Twitter with some committed, whacked-out leftist. But try to, I've said it before, I think everybody should adopt somebody on the left. Make it their kind of mission to buddy up to them and just talk to them about things like economics, if you understand them. Talk to them about family values, how important the family is. Don't you want, I mean, don't you think it's good? You know, it's, it's not hard. It's not hard. But this idea that everybody who votes Democrat is a blue-haired, shrieking groomer, and everybody who votes on the right is a fascist Nazi, both of those things are ridiculous. And I just see this time coming. I'm sorry, I know I keep saying this. I see this time coming where you're going to need some of those people that right now people are cutting out of their lives. Uh, When I come back, we're going to get into some political theater. I don't do that a whole lot, but there's an interesting new, the curtain's going up on an interesting new chapter in the political theater. I wanted to cover it real quick because it was, I got to admit to you, it was a little shocking. We'll do that when we come back. Stick around. Maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm the one who is a schizophrenic psycho, yeah. Maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm the one who is a schizophrenic psycho. All right, it's no secret. I'm not impressed by the political theater, and I understand that even if what I believe is happening happens, it really won't make any difference on the trajectory of our country, but I find it interesting, much like I find a compelling drama. Better Call Saul. It's interesting. doesn't impact my life, but uh, Joe Biden just announced he was going to be running for re-election. I'm not going to bother to spend any time on why an 80-year-old freak uh, who's been a parasite on the system can't relinquish the reins of power or how pathetic it is with the Democrat Party that thinks that he, he's all they got. Now, we'll talk maybe a little bit about that if we got time, but I, I'd forgotten. Let me, let me throw this in there. When I talk about the political theater, I like to have my new theme music. Yeah, so that's 
this is a, it's a theater production, but it's interesting. So Joe Biden has announced he's running for reelection. Um, I don't think the the power structure is down with that. And I'll tell you why. Here are a couple of shocking stories from just the past week. Um, this first one is from CBS News. So this is why I'm pointing this out. These aren't Fox shows. These aren't alternative media hit pieces. These are uh, CIA, the CIA network, CBS. CBS ran this story just a couple of days ago. My client wants to come forward to Congress. He's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. Attorney Mark Lytle's client is a supervisory special agent at the IRS who's prepared to tell Congress the investigation he's been working on has been hampered by what he thinks is special treatment. No. Typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political considerations. Lytle wouldn't talk in specifics, declining to identify either his client or the target of the investigation his client helped conduct. Can you identify him? I can't at this stage, Jim. But CBS News has learned the investigation the whistleblower worked on is about Hunter Biden. What, what? we're doing is, is being completely cooperative. That was Biden two years ago, after the DOJ opened an investigation into his finances. The FBI collected what it believed was sufficient evidence to charge Biden with tax crimes. And last year, Senate's findings to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Since then, silence. Why can't your client talk to us directly at this point? There are laws that provide protection to whistleblowers, and he has to navigate that. Today, Lytle sent this letter to Congress, claiming his client could provide information that would contradict sworn testimony by a senior political appointee. I have promised to ensure that he's able to carry out uh, his investigation. CBS News has learned that was Attorney General Merrick Garland. Yeah, so this is see why I think this is important. I'm not breaking any new news. We, we know that Hunter Biden's involved in all kinds of crimes, tax crimes probably being the least amongst them. Uh, but uh, this is CBS airing this story. This is before... He announces his re-election campaign. I don't think he's going to make it. Now, I spend too much time annoyingly talking about how I'm ahead of things and the things that I've gotten right during my time. I was totally wrong. I thought Biden was going to be out by last May, that he was a placeholder, something that people thought was palatable against Donald Trump in 2020, but then they were going to replace him with who they really wanted in there. I was dead wrong, but... I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to go out on a limb again and say he's not going to make it to the nomination. When CBS, the CIA network, is actually coming out against him, uh, he's got some problems. And it wasn't just that one. Check this out. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the show Docu uh, uh, Democracy Now. This is a very, very progressive left show. Um, and this is a story that they did. I don't know how much time I've got to get into this, but they got deep into this. I'm only going to play you a snippet of this, but remember, this is a progressive, Democrats are always good, Republicans are always bad network. And this is the story that they did. The Times is reporting the Biden administration's repeatedly ignored or missed warnings about a surge of migrant children as young as 12 working in factories across the United States. Now, first of all, let me point out, this is Democracy Now!, this very left-leaning, progressive network. Uh, talking about this story, and they're talking about a story that the New York Times did about children 
children as young as, I think, 12 or 13, they're being put to work with some pretty big-name corporations around this country, violating child labor laws, of which I'm not a fan. But it, the, what's not lost on me is that this is the New York Times, Democracy Now!, and CBS all coming out and doing stories. You know they could cover these things up. They make editorial decisions throughout the mainstream media, the corporate media, constantly to not cover stories, right? I mean, that's pretty much their stock in trade, is ignoring anything that's damaging to the Democratic Party. And if you bring it up, uh, people will say, well, if that was true, I would have heard it on the news. That hadn't been the case for probably 60 or 70 years now. The media can leave these things out, but these... These establishment deep state organizations, CBS, New York Times, Democracy Now!, they're all coming out for Joe Biden. The Times reports, quote, Excuse at me, least five Health and Human Services staff members filed complaints and said they were pushed out after raising concerns about child safety, unquote. One of the HHS staffers told the New York Times, quote, I feel like short of protesting in the streets, I did everything I could to warn them. They just didn't want to hear it, she said. In February, the Times published a blockbuster report about child labor based on accounts by over 100 unaccompanied migrant children, mostly from Central America, who described grueling and often dangerous working conditions, including having to use heavy machinery, being subjected to long hours and late-night shifts at facilities that manufacture products from major brands and retailers like Hearthside Food Solutions, the makers of Cheerios, Fruit of the Loom, Whole Foods, Target, Walmart, J. Crew, Frito-Lay, and Ben & Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's? Oh, I thought they were the loving company. Oh, Ben and Jerry's. Certainly Ben and Jerry's is not exploiting underage migrant labor because they're the woke company. Have been long before even wokeness. Now, this is, this is very interesting to me because if you remember all of the hubbub about kids in cages during the Trump administration, right? Well, there were people shouting from the sidelines and Honest leftists, like your Jimmy Doors or Matt Taibbi's, the, the honest uh, journalist and media people, they're all in alternative media, none of them in the mainstream media, but these people were shouting, these cages for the kids started under Obama. And so during the Obama administration, the media just ignored it. They just decided not to cover it. That's why I see this as something at least interesting in the, in the context of the political theater. Now, where I temper my enthusiasm is knowing that if they have decided to take down Joe Biden, it's just because the establishment, the CIA, you know, through CBS, the deep state has decided he's, he's worn out his usefulness, and they've got an equally bad or worse person waiting in the wings. Now, who would that be? That's the question. I was having this conversation with a Democrat friend of mine where I pointed this out. I said, I think they're coming after Joe I think they're about to take him down between Hunter Biden. Now, this story about child migrants, this thing goes on for about 10 or 15 minutes. Others were forced to work as cleaning staff at hotels, at slaughterhouses, construction sites, car factories owned by General Motors and Ford in serious violation of child labor laws. On Tuesday, Homeland Security Secretary... Alejandro Mayorkas, was grilled about the Biden administration's response to forced child labor. This is Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. 
You're not going to take any responsibility for the indentured servitude and exploitation of children that is happening on your watch. A moment ago, you were crowing about the fact that you treated children so well, and yet we find tens of thousands of children who are forced to work as slaves because of your policies, and you turn around and blame a prior administration. Mr. Secretary, this is par for the course for you. You do it every time you appear. Look, I don't know, I'm running out of time. When, when a left-wing progressive network is airing a Josh Hawley clip without trying to bash him over the head for what he's saying, something is afoot. I think they're coming after Joe. It's going to be very interesting. I've got my popcorn ready. Uh, I'm afraid we might have Michelle Obama next, though. Got to go. Bye-bye. Here comes the boys for the sound. Here comes the-